let's get into uh let's get into the uh talk of the internet you know the fucking toast of the covid-19 crisis binge watching fucking couch surfing lackadaisical fucking couch potato fucking drones that we've all turned into you know what time it is tiger king I gotta hand it. I gotta hand it to. Um, I got some notes here. I gotta hand it to the director, Eric. Good, good on you, son. Good job. This documentary, this docu series, it's fucking great. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I don't even know if you can claim a spoiler alert on Tiger King because if you haven't seen it, yo, like you ain't with it. Like this show. <laughs> It's the perfect show in the time of pandemic. Now, granted, there's hard subject matter, and it feels strange saying that it's a great show because it's a it revolves around like animal rights, cruelty, like the breeding of large cats, that ugly underbelly uh, industry where people are breeding wild animals in particular large cats to be penned up and enclosed in zoos you know to be showcased for the fucking mcdonald's eating fucking xxxl wearing fucking public but you know i guess the animal people counter that with well there is no longer a um, wilderness, so to speak. So in order to preserve the species, they have to breed. They have to breed these animals. But it's like, it's there's the ethical question, obviously. Like, are these animals happy? Is this all, is this all not just a ploy to make money? So those are some of the things that are going on in the docu-series um, Tiger King revolving around my name's Joe Exotic alright I'm a gun-toting, mullet-having gays a $3 bill, redneck motherfucker, and if you pee to people and animal rights motherfuckers come on my property I'm gonna put a cap in your ass, motherfucker alright, and if you come back I'm gonna put a bullet in your head I saw Tiger now understand I saw a tiger and a tiger saw a man. This fucking gay is a $3 bill, self-proclaimed redneck, mullet-having, Tiger King. Yo, the man just encompasses a wacky array of personalities and situations around his whole zookeeping kingdom, so to speak. So, you know, I'm just going to go through some of the characters here, some of the players. First of all, the director, again, Eric Good. Eric Good and crew, hats off to you. Love the docuseries. Very informative, well shot, moved very well, entertaining, very balanced, you know, you hear a lot of talk on the internet, what's real, what's not real. I, I felt like it was very balanced. It felt very truthful. 
um, Rick Kirkman. Rick Kirkham. That grisly motherfucker who opens it up. You know, he's smoking a cigarette. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you about, uh, you know, Joe... Okay, Joe Exotic, uh, you know, you know, he, he made for marvelous re re reality TV and this <laughs> curmudgeoned old fuck, uh, Rick Kirkham. He was like a reporter who um, kind of coined the term Tiger King. He, he shot a lot of video for Joe Exotics, Joe Exotic TV. He shot like footage for Joe Exotic, Tiger King. And, you know, part of the documentary is, um, you know, shown through, um, maybe not shown through, but there's a lot of the documentary, um, a lot, you know, I mean, I guess it's like, I guess it's like an omnipotent, all, it's a very, like I said, it's very um, balanced. So it's not really shot through anybody's eyes in particular, but, you know, there's a lot of information in the documentary based on the interviews of Rick Kirkham. He had spent a lot of time at the zoo. He had shot film for... Um, Joe Exotics TV. Joe Exotics online television show, web series or whatever. And, um, you know, whew, this Rick Kirkham character himself, um, very interesting. I guess he's like a reporter videographer um very interesting character he had some insight into the whole world of joe exotic having spent time with him and if you check out on youtube rick kirkham he has a channel and he has a he has a um a documentary he made on himself called tv junkie yeah tv junkie i believe it came out in 07, 2006, 2007, TV Junkie. It's a documentary that he, I guess he kind of produced. It's from all his footage, accumulative footage over his life, over a period of time, like over an eight-year period, um, where he was like, he was a junkie. He was like smoking crack, injecting crack cocaine, and his career as a television reporter with Inside Edition, it was like coming, a, coming apart at the seam, going off the rails. He's like a young father. He, you know, he just, you know, it, it, it chronicles his life as a reporter in like, in video journals, video, video diaries. And it's just heartbreaking. It, it shows the side of like addiction, drug addiction, you know, it shows like somebody who, you know, obviously was very high functioning. He's in the world of show business on a very successful level. He's reporting on, you know, interesting news stories, speaking and interviewing interesting people traveling around the world. But yet he's fucking banging, fucking banging, fucking crack cocaine into his arm, smoking crack. Um, you know, all these horrible home, I mean tragic home video um diaries where he's like you know fighting with his wife argument arguing with his wife his his little fucking children are involved in it 
at one point the cops come to arrest him and you know he had just like laid his hands on his wife like apparently she struck him with a belt like apparently she hit him with a belt and it got him in the eye right he's like, ah fuck so i guess he like shoved her in retaliation it was like just uh, i don't really know the ins and outs of it but anyways there was some sort of domestic dispute and the cops were coming and the camera was rolling and it's on his little fucking two-year-old baby little boy right he's like what'd you do to my mama what'd you do to my mama what'd you do to my mama <laughs> it's like you seeing like a baby crying and like have you ever seen a two-year-old testify like the two-year-old was testifying what'd you do to my mama what'd you do to my mama you, you did. he's crying and coming up it was like fucking gut-wrenching but anyways there's the value of um the value in um that documentary you know um tv junkie rick kirkham you know long illustrious career as a television reporter he lends credence to this tiger king you know his perspective what he saw what he videoed this joe exotic character doing you know who you know then you got um you know joe exotic himself you know Hi there, my name's Joe Exotic. I'm gay as a $3 bill, malt-having, gun-toting redneck. And, you know, the documentary does a great job of, like, going back into his life and showing how he came up as, like, you know, a sexually insecure young man in, like, the 70s or whatever. And, and how he, like, you know, came to be this Tiger King um, you know, he was a magician at one point and just, you know, just how he used the theater, the theatrics of his over-the-top flamboyant gun-toting redneck gay character and the majesty of all these, these exotic animals and how he spun that, how he turned a couple of acres into like this thriving, you know, thriving. I mean, apparently they were doing something like hundreds of thousands of dollars of business, you know, multi-million dollars, or maybe not multi, but like we're talking a legit, like a legit moneymaker zoo turned this fucking little fucking decrepit couple acres into a kingdom for Gel Exotic, Tiger King. And you know that's what the obviously as you know if you've seen it that's what the film's about it's just like the the craziness surreal nature of this character joe joe exotic and you know he's also like a country star i saw tiger he's singing these fucking country songs that like apparently he didn't do like apparently like um i mean, not even apparently it's been pretty much confirmed like this band like it was called like the something clinton band like, they sang all the songs and, you know, he, he didn't write or sing the songs, you know? It's just this larger-than-life character that spun spun the public's interest in big cats and trash television. Like, spun it into an empire. And how he played people like pawns, you know what I mean? Like, he had all these employees, you know, like, in the documentary. There was, like, 
John Renke, um, Eric Cowie, Saf Safferty, these some of his like you know employees that he got off of Craigslist, and you know Craigslist, the online classified. He would just get these down and out troubled people. Sometimes he'd even roll up to a bus station and just grab some meth head straight off a drug drug binge and just be like, Are you looking for a job? You wanna flip burgers at my fucking GW Zoo bar and grill? Well then come on with Joe Exotic. I'm gonna find you a job. And like he'd find these destitute, fucking depraved people and just use them for what they're worth. Got them working like 16 hour days, 12 hour days low pay, living in these fucking shanty, shanty, fucking dingy trailer, tent, get up, fucking horrible accommodation, working for peanuts. And just under his crazy spell. And, you know, I feel for these characters, you know, a lot of these characters, John Renke, Lost both of his uh, legs in a tragic zipline accident. <laughs> he wears these like, you know, he looks like fucking, what's his fucking face? Um, that fucking Pistorius motherfucker, that fucking South, South African Blade Runner. You know, he looks like his father, <laughs> those fucking legs. And, you know, Eric Cowie's got that fucking scraggly hair, that fucking, you know, Tales from the Crypt Keeper kind of look to him. Then Saf Safferty, he, uh, you know, he tragically lost his arm. You know, I guess he stuck his arm in the, the tiger pen and the tiger like ripped it apart. And, you know, I don't really want to go so hard on these people because it's like, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a janitor. I've worked so many random jobs. I've gotten jobs off of Craigslist. And these are just people trying to make a living, rightfully or wrongfully, like however you sit on the fence when it comes to animal rights, but they're working at this zoo. And I just see the tragedy in their life because it's like, I couldn't imagine being under the spell of that dude. You know what I mean? And I used to work at a zoo, <laughs> by the way. When I was a young actor, one of my summer gigs was like, I was like a zoo, a groundskeeper at a zoo. I just drive around in a little golf buggy, sweeping up peanut shells and garbage wrappers. <clears throat> I remember my first day on the job. Um, one of the ladies, she's like, Jonathan, you got to go into the men's washroom. There's an accident. I'm like, an accident? I go into the men's washroom. There's a big shit stain. <laughs> a big turtle log. Clean dismount, not a schmear, not a smatter, not a splatter, just this fucking pristine shit log, just bloop, dripped out of some mentally challenged uh, child's ass. I guess he just took his pants off and shit on the floor. They sent me in there to clean it up, right? And eh, no big deal. I put on the mask, the rubber gloves, whack, go and I pick it up, flush it down the toilet, you know? I come out of the men's room and, um, you know, my supervisor, she's looking at me. You're going to fit in real good around here, boy. <laughs> so yeah, that's zoo folk for you. That's zoo people. And everybody's missing 
digits and limbs. Everybody's missing something at a zoo. One of the guys who operated the kids' rides, the kitty park, there's a bunch of like coin-operated rides. One of the guys that worked at my zoo, he was lo he lost a middle finger, right? So his hand looked like that. He had like this like real, you know, gibbled hand. Apparently he was like, one day, you know, one day I'm fixing the zoo. Merry go round and I'm up there and I'm trying to fix the Mario go round and my hand got stuck in the gears and I was like looking at this person I'm like where did they find this person you're that dumb that you stuck your hand in the middle of moving machinery you know and he's still working there all gibbled I'm a, you know I'm the I'm the fucking rides operator at the Edmonton Zoo you know this was in Edmonton Canada where where I was working so it's like got so many fucked up fucking people that work at zoos and they're under such strange pressures of life that you know you can't help but feel for them and you know and how they got found by Joe Exotic and in this whole weird world the documentary does an amazing job of just showing them in action feeding tigers feeding fucking bears monkeys like it's unreal you know what i mean and then you got like the grizzly dirty grubby shady business partners of jill exotic you know jeff Lowe. um who's the other ones james garretson and the henchman you know alan glover you know like where where like it's it's so that's what's so funny about crime in general you know sometimes you look and you see a person commit crime like joe exotic i mean at this point spoiler alert you know it's kind of old news but he has been incarcerated um some of his charges are on animal cruelty you know shooting killing unlawfully disposing of these big animals um you know we look at it and we go oh how could a person do that you know whenever we look at crime how could a person do that look at where this evil came from you know where it's like what i always find more fascinating is like the 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 out the outer region the outer circle of like all these fucking weirdos that come into his like orbit that come into people's orbit you know like where do you find these like-minded sociopaths jeff Lowe, con man extraordinaire fucking james garretson that guy's a shady line dirtbag i mean it don't take a genius to tell like there's more than what meets the eye with these characters and then the henchman alan glover the man that del exotic apparently paid three thousand dollars to carry a hit out on here we go spoiler alert or just talking about it like what this whole thing revolves around this whole docuseries is um joe exotics you know relationship and dealings with carol baskin this lady from Big Cat Rescue, she like hosts, she runs a animal sanctuary 
for big cats. And she's a loud voice and advocate in the world of, um, you know, big cat breeding. She's trying to put an end to it. She's a shady character herself, you know. She allegedly, you know, murdered her first husband for his millions, for his empire. She murdered her first husband, apparently. Joe Exotic's going tit for tat with her, you know. And that's really like the cornerstone of what this whole documentary's docu-series, docu-series is about. And, oh, if you haven't seen it, you gotta go see it. Tiger King. Yes. And Doc Bhagavan Antle. You know, he's another one of these crazy big cat people. You know, he's worked with Hollywood doing major movies as a consultant for animals. You know, when they have a chimp, or they have a lion in a movie. You know, he's been like a handler for Hollywood. He runs his own big, he runs his own zoo. And, you know, that's what this series is about. Big cats, big inflated personalities, and that whole grimy underworld. And it's soaked and dripping with mystique, mystery, you know, hired hits, murder, um, shady dealings in regards, in regards to the cat industry, you know. And there's also like a cult, a cult-like aspect to it because, you know, what is so sensational about this story is the fact that these are striving, I mean, thriving industries. There is this hunger for the general public to have their photo taken with a large animal, to go see an animal in a zoo, to own an animal. You could sell a baby tiger for like two grand. According to Joe Exotic, you could sell a baby tiger for like two grand. And, you know, the breeding of these animals, it's just like they're being overbred. They're being caged in these shanty fucking zoos, these roadside zoos. And it attracts so many people. The general public is hungry for it, you know? And... The spell, the spell that all these characters, Joe Exotic, Carolyn Baskin, Doc Bhagavan Antle, the spell that they cast in the allure that they have to all these little simpletons, you know, Joe Exotic had a harem of, um, you know, uh, you know, he, he had like a husband, he had like three husbands. You know, married to like three men at the same time. Doc Antle, married to a bunch of women, different partners. All this cult-like mind control that they have on these people. Carol Baskin, too, with all her um, volunteers, volunteering to work on Christmas, to work 365 days a year for an animal sanctuary where she's making money. She ain't no dummy. You know, when you see this woman speak... She is pure con woman from the get-go. As soon as she opens her fucking mouth, it's just like she's just the same as these other idiots, you know? She tries to play the wholesome. <laughs> tries to play the whole wholesome card, but she's a con woman just like the rest of them. And, yo, that's just my opinion, obviously. See it for yourself. I'm pretty sure you've already seen it. At this point, I'm kind of like, 
last of the party, I'm sure. You know, this this thing came out a couple months ago or maybe a month ago or something. I don't know. Whenever Tiger King came out on Netflix, it kind of swept the internet. So I'm kind of last of the party on here telling you to check it out. But um, yeah, it is so interesting. And that is one of the things that I really find interesting about it is the cult-like mind control that these big cat people have over the people that come into their orbit. Because you wonder how these stories could go as far as they go. Well, it's only through the willing. The willingness of people to engage, do business, and put attention on this big cat industry. If there was no fucking demand for it, there would be no big cat industry. But there is. And people turn a blind eye to their ethics. Rick Kirkham, he spoke on that, you know. Rick Kirkham, the videographer, reporter, showcased in this docu-series. He talked on that. He's like, you know, you know, I, I sold out my journalistic ethics. I sold out my journalistic ethics in pursuit of the story. He sold out his journalistic ethics. He claims in the pursuit of this sensational story. You got all these people just like in the orbit of like Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic, Doc Bag Bhagavan Antle in their orbit where it's like anybody with any common sense would stay clear of these people. Like don't touch me with a 10 foot pole, motherfucker. Back the fuck up off me. Like for example, one of the biggest cult stories as of late, a couple years ago, Nexium, Nexium, the sex cult run by Keith Raniere. Yeah, Keith Raniere and the Nexium sex cult. That was a cult that was, you know, it stretched from Canada to the United States, maybe further. But I know it was like Canada, United States. It was a sex cult. And what it basically was, was Keith Raniere using the principles of um, various spiritual um, ideologies, you know, whether it be Buddhism, whether it be Krishna consciousness, whether it be just Christian doctrine. He would use all these spiritual ideologies in order to, you know, attract women, vulnerable women, who um, wanted to be a part of the elite. It was like an elitist sort of cult. The selling point was be somebody in society, you know? Stature, status, unlocked doors, you know? And people, a lot of women, I don't know about the men, I think it was mainly for women, but a lot of women, a lot of people anyways, they joined this cult and they recruited people blinded by their own wants, blinded by their own desires to the fact that, yo, this is a creepy, weird situation. What the fuck is this? You've joined a cult, but they're blinded by their own greed. So, hey, they overlook this, they overlook that, they overlook this, they overlook that. Next thing you know, um, you know, they're forced into having sex with the leader of the fucking cult. They're getting branded, you know, like cattle. 
Getting branded like cattle. All from their own greed. Blinded by what they want. And that's very much a dominant theme in Tiger King. You know? It's like you can't even believe how people would step foot into one of these people's lives. Into the life of a Joe Exotic. Like, how the fuck could you even go anywhere near a person like that? It's just such chaos. Don't take a genius to see that. But a lot of people are blinded by what they want. So, hey, this is great. And again, got to hand it to Eric Good, the docuseries uh, director. Eric Good, great, great piece of, um, you know, I could call it, what do you call it, edutain, edutaining the audience, education, entertainment. It's a great docuseries. It brings up the idea of, you know, animal rights, um, the pitfalls of fame, ego, cult mentality, murder, mystery. There's a lot there. And, um, you know, if you're looking for something, if you haven't heard of this, um, I hope I, I didn't really spoil anything. There's not much to be spoiled, I don't think. But um, anyways, if this is all new to you, you and you've been listening so far, I definitely recommend Tiger King. I saw Tiger, now I understand. I saw Tiger, and th- I'm Joe Exotic. Mullet having, gun carrying, redneck. And if you come on my property, any of y'all animal rights people, any of y'all PETA people, I'm gonna put a fucking cap in your ass, alright? Lickety split. And if you come back, I'm gonna put a fucking bullet in your head. Okay? Where's my boyfriend? Where's my husband? Yeah. Yes. Till next time, folks.